Hello, this is Tim Rosenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2017. This is episode 62, Awesome Classical Music. This is going to be a fun podcast episode today. Because this is something that I am truly passionate about. And I think it's important for you to know that I really didn't listen to much classical music before I got into college. I owned a box set of Beethoven symphonies that I listened to a little bit on and off. I had a, a cassette tape of Baroque music where the, I, I know that one of the performers on that tape was Gerard Schwartz, who was a, a sensational trumpet player until he decided to exclusively conduct, uh, where he's achieved the most success with the Seattle Symphony Orchestra. But I want to talk today about awesome classical music. And the way that I'm going to do this, quite simply, is I have my iPod in front of me, and I'm just going to read off pieces of music for you that you might want to consider. Some of them I'm not going to say too much about. Others I'll talk a little bit more in depth. But I just want to rattle off some different pieces that you may want to consider. Because not everybody has the same tastes. Some people like certain composers over others. Some people don't know anything about classical music, and I'm going to try to keep this uh, in such a way so it's accessible for everyone, and then you can go and search around and try to find your music however you'd like to. So the first thing I'm going to do here is I'm actually going to pull up, so I do want to focus this particular episode just on classical music. I'm going to go to one of my playlists that I have, and this will be a playlist I have which is not just classical music. It's actually a mix of a lot of genres. But I'm just going to go in the order and read off the classical pieces. The first one that I have here is by Johann Sebastian Bach. B-A-C-H. Now, Bach wrote over 1,000 major pieces of music. He was a Baroque composer. And... The Baroque period depends on what where you look. It's anywhere from around 1600 to 1750, depending on where you, you, you find your source. Now, the piece I'm looking at here is his Brandenburg Concerto, number three. The reason I enjoy number three so much is it's simply strings and harpsichord, and it's just so... It's so uplifting. It's very, very bouncy. It's It has a great charge to it. And it depends on the, the performance. There are different types of uh, performances out there because one of the things about classical music is that conductors and the people that perform the, these pieces of music, the individuals who perform, will have their own preferences. Some of them try to go with the exact intentions of the composer, and then others don't. They want to go off in their own way. So 
the Brandenburg Concerto Number no. Three, I think, is a, a really, really great piece. I think it's just very, very upbeat. The uh, the the final movement. Uh, some recordings are the recording I have is extremely fast, and uh, I just really enjoy it a great deal. This one, it's not really a. It's an interesting piece. It's a it, kind of a quasi classical piece, and it's by a French composer. His name is Claude Bowling. B-O-L-L-I-N-G. And the name of the piece of music is called Toot Sweet. T-O-O-T Sweet. S-U-I-T-E. The Toot Sweet was written specifically for Maurice André. Maurice André is considered by many to be the greatest trumpet, classical trumpet player who ever lived. And I do know that it's been said by many, including my trumpet teacher, who did study with him for several years at the Paris Conservatory, that Maurice André, he just didn't make mistakes. It's just that simple. You didn't have to do second, third, fourth takes with him in recordings. Uh, the Toot Suite's very interesting because the, the trumpet player plays everything in a classical style. There's no jazziness or anything like that. And the reason I say that is because there is a combo, a jazz combo that plays along with the trumpet player, and the jazz combo is, well, they're playing with a jazz style. And it's weird, It, but it works. The piece really, really works. It's a very different piece. I'm sure that there are classical music friends of mine that don't even know that piece. It's a wonderful piece. I believe, I think it's in six movements. And uh, the first movement and fourth movement are exceptional. Uh, this is a classical style piece. Uh, it is written for a concert band. And this one is by Charles Rochester Young. The name of the piece is Tempered Steel. It is a piece that I guess you can kind of think of it classical style in nature. It's really written for wind band a concert band, uh, a wind ensemble, you know, one of those types of ensembles. Uh, it's it's just a very very it's one of those pieces where you say, wow, I think I've heard that before, but you actually haven't. It's it's just music that was written on its own, and it is what it is and stands alone. Uh, this one is great, uh, Gabrielle Faure, F A U R E. His signature piece is, is his Requiem. Now, the Requiem, uh, you know, a, a Requiem is a mass for the dead or something that would be played at funerals. The thing that was so amazing about the Foray Requiem is that it's not negative doom and gloom in nature. There is such a strong sense of positivity behind the piece of music in which it's not thinking about the day of wrath or the day of death, but rather it evokes the memories of angels. Gorgeous, gorgeous piece. Uh, it has some parts that are for uh, chorus and then other parts that are for soloists. Uh, the piece I'm looking at right here from the Fourier Requiem is the P.A. Yezu. It looks like pie, like 
Payudit, and then Yezu, J-E-S-U, uh, which of course is referring to Jesus. This is a, a neat group to check out. Uh, they are classically trained, and I've heard them do classical music. Uh, this is a string quartet, and this particular string quartet is known as the Turtle Island String Quartet. If you don't know them, check them out. Uh, they've been on for a very, very long time. They are classically trained. They can handle just about any string quartet, but their specialty is jazz. And what they like to do is they like to mix classical works and, and put them in a jazz style. This particular piece is Box Lunch. That's not B-O-X Lunch. This is B-A-C-H apostrophe S lunch terrific piece of music it's Bach in a jazz style and one of the things about Baroque music in general is that when you swing it it sounds really really cool uh, a piece that you'll hear at weddings is uh, by the composer now this is a very very interesting um, story here because the composer is Albinoni A-L-B-I-N-O-N-I but he really didn't write the piece as it's known that he's known for, which is the Adagio in G minor. Or sometimes people will just simply call it the Albinoni Adagio. He really didn't write the piece as it stands. He wrote the theme, which is the main tune, but all of the harmonization has been done by other people and they're... Uh, is one particular version, and I'm, it's not it's escaping me at the moment, but there's one particular version that is exceptionally well-known and used often at weddings. Uh, most, it can be done uh, effectively with organ, but it works really, really well if you have a trumpet player playing with organ. I actually played that um, at many weddings over the years. It's a very, very popular piece. Uh, this piece is something that you'll hear in commercials. Uh, you don't hear it as much now. The commercials are not on as much, but uh, it was the commercials from years ago called, a they were um, A Diamond is for Forever, and the music is known as Diamond Music. The composer is Carl Jenkins. That's Carl with a K. And Carl Jenkins wrote his Palladio. P-A-L-L-A-D-I-O. Uh, the second you'll hear, you're like, oh yeah, it's it's really cool. And it, it it's one of those types of pieces that you can get very, very excited about. It has a driving uh, string sound to it. And uh, it is written, can be played with string quartet or string ensemble. Let's keep on going along here. This is a gem. One of my favorite pieces that a lot of people simply don't know about. There is a Finnish composer, considered to probably be the greatest Finnish composer of all time, Jean Sibelius. J-E-A-N and then Sibelius. Now some of you may have even if you don't know anything about Sibelius, you may have heard that before because there's a very famous music program called Sibelius. Well, he's known for, one of the pieces he's known for is called 
Finlandia. And that's an extremely popular piece. But there's another one that I just, I can't get enough and it just moves me so much. And it's called Andante Festivo. F-E-S-T-I-V-O. It's just for strings only, beyond gorgeous. It's so serene, it's so peaceful, it, it'll really move you. It's about five minutes in length. Just moving along here, just trying to find some other ones. Uh, this is this is a terrific piece. Uh, this is uh, by a French composer, uh, Camille Saint-Saëns. A lot of people say his name incorrectly. Uh, Camille, and it is a he, looks like Camille. C-A-M-I-L-L-E. And then Saint-Saëns. Uh, the way you spell that is S-A-I-N-T. So it looks like Saint. And there's a hyphen. And then S-A-E-N-S. So if you look at the name, it actually looks like Camille saint Sens or Sains. That's what it kind of looks like, but it's Camille Sassons. And the piece of music is called the Danse Bacchanal. Some people will simply just call it Bacchanal. And it's from his opera, Samson and Delilah. The Danse Bacchanal is awesome. Very, very, very exciting. Uh, it's been used sometimes I've heard it at a lot of pop style concerts the full version is about seven minutes in length there are some truncated versions also available I think one thing you could just check out in general if you enjoy the music of Johann Sebastian Bach check out any orchestra transcriptions if you just type in Bach orchestra transcriptions if you just simply put that in as a, a search online you'll come up with tons of things and you're not going to go wrong with any of them because the people that have orchestrated the music of Bach in other words what they've done is they've taken music that may have been written for a keyboard okay like a harpsichord or organ and they have rewritten it rescored it for uh, another ensemble, usually an orchestra. And the people that are reconstructing this are masters. Some of the greatest composers of all time have taken their stab and or and uh, written certain types of pieces. You take, for instance, the Toccata and Fugue in D minor of Johann Sebastian Bach, written for organ. Well, there are versions out there that are also written for orchestra. And there's not just one. There are several several out there. Keeping with the French theme, Georges Bizet. Uh, it looks like George's, so it's the name George with an S at the end, and then Bizet, B-I-Z-E-T. Uh, this is another terrific piece. It's, it's played often around the holidays. Uh, some people will call it Farandole, and then others will call it Farandole, F-A-R-A-N-D-O-L-E. And it's from his Larlesian Suite Number Two. Terrific piece. Sir Edward Elgar. 
wrote a series of variations known as the Enigma Variations, E-N-I-G-M-A. The greatest one of all, hands down, is called Nimrod. And Nimrod is just powerful. (laughs) I think that's probably the best way to put it. It starts off so quiet, so calm, and just builds and just builds and just builds. Uh, I have recordings of it with full orchestra. I also have a recording on here with, uh, it's with a brass ensemble. And uh, boy, there's something. Dmitry Shostakovich, D-M-I-T-R-I, and then Shostakovich, you'll probably be able to get that spelling down once you st- after you type in the Dmitry part. There are a lot of ways you can go with Shostakovich. Uh, some of his music, I think turbulent is a very, very good word to describe it. There's certainly a lot of anger, a lot of oppression in his music. Uh, one of his stronger pieces is his Symphony Number no. 5, the Fifth Symphony. Really, the entire thing is awesome. If you need to have a nice, good classical music, you know, a nice little punch for about 10 minutes, you can do uh, the fourth movement. And you can't go wrong with that. And I think the one I'd like to finish with here is... I'd like to finish with a a brass piece. This is by uh, the composer Ricard... Strauss. And the name of the piece is Feierliche Einzug. Feierliche Einzug. So it's F-E-I-E-R-L-I-C-H-E-R. And then the second word is spelled E-I-N-Z-U-G. It's a must for all brass players. And it's often done with brass and organ. That's actually not often done. It's the way it's supposed to be done. But this will... These are just... I think the one of the reasons why I am giving you these pieces is because some of these pieces are not the first ones that will jump out at you. But they're great pieces. There's so much out there. And I'm just giving you some of my favorites that I've enjoyed over the years and I just never get tired of them. I think the greatest thing about classical music in general is it doesn't go out of style. You know, it's not going to be on for a month and then all of a sudden, no, I don't want to listen to that ever again. Like any music, things will go through cycles. I go through different types of cycles in my musical tastes and preferences. I have times where I only want to listen to heavy metal. And then I have other times where I'm can just listen to Beethoven piano sonatas and be happy as pie. Other times I listen to Bach uh, orchestral transcriptions or uh, Glenn Gould, the amazing pianist, uh, with his uh, very different versions and interpretations of Bach. So there's so many different ways to go. Again, The title of the the podcast episode is Awesome Classical Music because if you really get down to it to its core, all classical music on some level is awesome. I just find that these particular pieces that I played for you, they wouldn't be on this playlist if I didn't think they were great pieces because I handpicked these. And there are lots of uh, 
pieces and other genres that were part of that particular podcast. I, I uh, excuse me, uh, playlist on my iPod. I had about eighty different titles, and the ones that I gave you were strictly the classical ones. So hopefully you'll listen to some of the suggestions that I have in here, and if you're interested in learning more about classical music, uh, you'd like to get some feedback, some suggestions from me, you have a particular type of taste, a particular thing that wets your musical palate, uh, please feel free to reach out to me at any time. I, I absolutely love being able to talk to people about classical music. It's something that a lot of people don't like to discuss uh, a lot uh, for you know whatever reason, and that's totally fine to each his own. But there's just so much great stuff out there, and I can also steer you in the right direction as to which performances you, you would want to listen to, uh, which ones uh, would really make you a very, very happy person, and uh, again, give you that special little oomph or that little punch for whatever you need and whenever you need it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Be well.